Hi. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Res Hockey. This is episode 69. Yeah, you had to say that, didn't you? I know, I had to say it 69 like that. Uh, I'm Trev, and with me, as always, is Mr. Danny Bush uh, Major. Hi. What's going on, man? Not much. A little bit uh, conflicted emotions of hockey over the last week. Yeah, it's been it's been very been a roller coaster of emotions for uh for me, especially being an Oilers fan. You, you got to hit that off the hop, eh? You can't just, yeah. just go to Team Canada. Uh, no, I'd rather start <laughs> with you being a loser. <laughs> just kidding. Oh my just god! Kidding, not kidding. Um, sorry, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Uh yeah, episode sixty nine. Uh, we're getting up there. We're almost at a hundred, kind of, sort of. Uh, Red Hockey. We are recording on Treaty Three territory. I keep forgetting our land acknowledgement. Yeah, I know we missed it a couple weeks. So yeah, we are on Treaty Three territory, home of Bush and the Anishinaabe people. <laughs> yeah. So, always grateful to I, be on this very beautiful territory. I guess yeah. it's all right. It's all rock, pretty much. All rock and a muskeg swamp. Hard uh, to develop. It's hard, to, it's hard to develop anywhere here. Just so you're either doing rock cuts or swamp. Yeah. Uh, Bush works for a company that are helping the twining of the highways from Kenora all the way to the Manitoba border. And it's, yes. that's a lot of rock, man. It's a lot of rock. Lots of rock to fell. Lots of rock, man. People thought Freedom Road was a lot of rock. And that in itself was a big project. But this is this is uh, lots of rock. Are they behind schedule, do you think, with the twining? They're going to... Um... See, we talked about this. Let's just say, for example, they, they think it's going to be people. They tell people it's going to be a five years. I say closer to seven or eight, no matter what. I think and, it's that's, gonna be, and that's just to, to Kenora. That's just the Kenora, yeah. Because you're thinking, you're talking the weather. Like the weather's the biggest, they're up again, their biggest hurdle. Like if you get an early freeze and they got to dig that perm, they got to dig down deeper, farther. And there's so much frost. lakes around yeah. the highway. Like where are they going to put this extra? Mm-hmm. Two lanes, yeah, I know that's where they got a. It's gonna look like a big snake sidewinder. It's not gonna be a straight highway. That's for sure. No. That's for sure. No. But yeah, if you're traveling through Kenora, expect delays on the highway. Even yes, during this winter, expect delays. So yeah, because it drops down to seventy k an hour in that construction zone. And please, for the love of God, don't go more than seventy two more k's an hour. We got. I got friends that work there. They have families. They're all sons. They're all daughters. Just, you know. Yeah, there's guys working right beside the highway, so don't try to pass if it's not necessary. And just be driving smart, yeah. right? Just be smart. Just, just be know. Smart. Just know that you're going to be delayed about 20, 30 minutes extra. Account yeah. for that. Like, just prepare for the worst. <laughs> yeah. Don't hope for it. <laughs> Don't Never hope for it, that. but expect it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> our <laughs> guest for episode 69, he is from Dundas, Ontario. He's currently playing with the Cincinnati Cyclones of the ECHL. He's a former Division One goalie for Michigan Tech and the University of Alabama Huntsville. He played in the Freddie last year for Eagle Lake Chiefs, our Guest for this episode is Mr. Mark Sinclair. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, guys. <laughs> it was a good interview with Mark. It was. It's yeah. fun. I kind of uh, made a funny question when I asked him why he was. I asked him why he was thrown in the net when he was a young young <laughs> lad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so much. Too much into that question. I think I just kind of said it without really thinking of yeah. what I was asking. So, yeah, listen to the interview with Mark. It's pretty. It's a good one for sure. Because uh, of the week, because of the week for episode sixty nine is Mister 
Thomas. Kababanang. No, no, that's 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 not. Oh, our cousin of the week is Thomas Kayan. I would say, yeah, not 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 like the pepper, not cayenne pepper, but not cayenne pepper. Thomas Kayan. Yeah. And where is he from, Bush? Tunaha Nation. Hey, did I say it right? I don't know. We've been having a hard time with this one because we've been. Getting a lot of uh we've been we've been even using weeks. the we've been using even using the uh, YouTube machine. Yeah. But uh Tunaka. he's currently in his eleventh year of minor hockey and plays in Cranbrook Cranbrook, BC. Tunaka. His nickname is the Bombs. Tunaka. It says you gotta roll that little flop in the hanging down in the back of your throat. You got to try and roll that when you pronounce the last, uh, the Z. The, the K is silent, K. right? Yeah, the Tanaka. 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 Okay, Tanaka. anyway, so anyways, you were saying? We got a cousin. Oh, uh, yeah, he's a tender. Good. So it's okay, cool to cool. have a tender as cousin of the week and as our, as our guest. So uh, he I was. I jumped the gun, sorry. He was nominated. Yeah, you did for sure. <laughs> he was nomi- nominated by his mom, Rebecca. So. Thanks, Rebecca and our uh, attendee. Yeah. Thanks, Thomas. Keep on, uh, keep on making those saves, man. And best of luck for the rest of your hockey season. So, right on. That's awesome. Uh, shoutouts. Do you have any shoutouts for episode sixty nine? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Um no, actually I'm doing good. I've been staying home. I've been all that good stuff and to be, to make you to answer your question, no, I don't. Okay, same here. How's your uh, shoulder injury from your beer league beer league game? My my shoulder injury it's a major major hindrance. It's it's uh it's getting better every day, but I as of right now, yeah, last night I told Sue and I showed her that it was the first time that I was able to lift my left arm above my head by its own, like without any help. Without, <laughs> as this, it's it's weakening. Like it's a horrible, horrible injury. You've been off the off the skates, off the ice for what three weeks now? Oh no, I know. I got. Yep. Is yes. that is that a sign that you're too old to play in men's league hockey? And that you should just stick to old timers? I think that might be the sign. I think I would take that as a sign. I think it's because, yeah. Well, yeah. I think it might be a sign. Old strict old timers, and once in a while with uh, Joey Ratcliffe, once in a, uh, once a week, he has a good skate. Good skate on Thursdays. Uh, yeah, just stick to stick to the old guys, man. Yeah, quit trying and to then... be young in midlife <laughs> crisis and play with the young guys. <laughs> and then once in a while, our 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 good friend Ernest and Andrew Jamesons, when they when they have ice time once in a while, when they rent them, skate with those guys. I've read on a hockey hockey uh, group on Facebook. I think it was somewhere in the states. I think it was Kentucky. They pay four hundred dollars an ice for one hour. It's not crazy. That is nuts. So when guys get together and scrimmage, that's like, well, that's twenty bucks. But oh, that's only if you get. 20 guys. 20 guys. Imagine yeah. if you get 10 guys, that'd be like 40 bucks for one hour. Yeah. That's absurd, man. Like, here we are in Kenora. We pay 100, like 120, 130, and we thought that was lots. Yeah. Well, it is. I think it, it is. But yeah, it is. But when you go down to the States, and that's yeah. like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, you're paying. I know. <laughs> I wonder, like, I know in Moose Factory too, they pay the same price as we do in Kenora. They pay like 100, 120 bucks, 100, 100 bucks for an hour at ice time on a reserve. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let us know what you, uh, how much you pay on your res for ice yeah. time because usually it's cheap. Like if we go to Whitefish Bay, which is an hour from Kenora, we, it's not, it's like 50 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, 
yeah, hope you get better and hope you uh are you gonna wear shoulder pads when you start skating again? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Huh. If I get those uh Coopers, those old those uh those pretty much just a shell, maybe. Or do you remember when Easton came with those but those football pad looking ones way back in the day? Yeah. Holy like Louisville <laughs> had those on too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the World Juniors finishing oh, yeah. up, Canada won the goals six two over our American no. cousins. No, what they beat can they beat USA six two to to advance to the gold medal game? Oh yeah, geez, that's right. <laughs> what the, where was I going with that? Yes, they beat the U.S. Then they beat uh, they're called they're not called Czech, Czech Republic. They're called Chechia. Oh, Chechia, yeah. Damn. Damn. I thought it was U.S. in the finals. <laughs> well, U.S. did win their final game, respectively. They won the bronze. They beat Is Sweden. It? They beat Sweden 8 7. Yeah, that was a good game. Holy man. Is it better to win the, the bronze medal game, your last game of the tournament, rather than losing in a gold medal game? Well, would you rather win the the B side or we're uh, losing the A side final. I rather I rather win the B side. Yeah, because your last game you want to you want to go out on a high note. Yeah, you want to finish with a win, right? And you want to make you want to feel good about yourself. You don't like I I'd like you 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 win a medal like you're you're in a medal. I don't know what people have, you, oh I'd rather I'd rather uh, lose and get silver. So wow, so you'd rather remember your last tournament losing. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it drives me up the wall when parents say, "Oh, our kid won the silver." It's like you didn't win the silver; you guys <laughs> lost the gold. Yeah. You don't win in a losing game. Mm-hmm. So that, that that always drove me up the wall. You you never win silver. So, but uh, yeah, we had a meme that kind of went viral, and it. A lot of people shared it and laughed at us about <laughs> Connor Bedard with a status card. And like we mentioned last week, we just make we just do it for fun and yeah, not to offend no one. And we got a couple of mad faces and reactions on Facebook. And but uh, imagine if Connor Bedard was niche though, and he had a status card. <laughs> How much would you ask for if? Teams were asking you to play at the Freddy and you were Connor Bradar. Couple oh, grand at least. Yeah. How much is too much? Five grand? Is that too much to ask? If Connor Bedard was playing in the Freddy? Well, how much did uh Shirley pay Bridget Laquette to come down? Oh, they paid her a lot. So you got a couple grand. So does she set the bar? Like does like does that have athletes set the bar? You got a formal Olympian playing on your uh for your res, like you gotta pay that. You gotta pay. So you have a marquee player like Connor Bedard. Like you, you're talking. He could probably command about at least probably five four or five grand. Like you know, I'm sorry, Reno. We love you, but I don't think you would get the first call for that weekend. I think yeah. uh, I think you'd have to bow down to Connor. Sorry, Reno. We love you, but okay. But but yeah, it was a, it was a funny <laughs> meme that it, that we made, and yeah, it's good to make people laugh. But there are some. Some that kind of didn't understand the joke, and which is fine. <laughs> we had to explain it to them, and but people were messaging me asking if he was if 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 it was real, if he was really <laughs> indigenous. So and I was like, no, it was just a joke. Yeah. So like, come on, man. But yeah, that would be cool though. If Conor Bedard was indig- indigenous. Mm-hmm. He'd just make mad money playing this tournaments. Never mind the NHL, just played native tourneys all year. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that was a good tournament for Connor Bedard and Team Canada. Uh, Did you watch the finals? Uh, Of course I did. I watched the finals. Yeah, I was at my buddy Jay's house. We went to, uh, I went and walked there because I had expected to have a couple or two drinks and nothing crazy as I still worked, but. Want to relish the moment, and uh, I got there. Um, what, what time did I get there? 
Well, the game started at what five thirty Central Time. Yeah, I got there like maybe uh, maybe a little twenty five to six. So I just missed the opening faceoffs. It was good. It must suck for people living out west, like BC, Alberta, when it's a big uh, hour difference, right? Yeah, compared to Nova Scotia, New, New Brunswick. So it's two hours difference from us to BC. So that's a four hour difference from BC to Nova Scotia. Yeah. So if a game starts at seven thirty Nova Scotia time, it'd be like the, three uh, three thirty. Yeah. BC time, and you're not even home from work yet, so you're missing like a big part of the game. So, yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, it was good. World Juniors. Uh, it was closer than I thought it would be. The World Juniors? Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. You know what? I I was worried about Chechia. They're they didn't you can see every shift that they never gave up. No. Like they, they didn't pack it in. They really truly believed that they were gonna beat the gold, that they were gonna win the gold. And I've always said this, and I'll say it again the two gold lead is the worst lead in hockey yeah oh absolutely always so it just shows you again that it is so uh we just want to talk let's talk about the toronto maple leafs they on saturday against the the detroit red wings they had the indigenous celebration game uh the maple leafs had new custom design Practice jerseys, not practice jerseys, but pregame skate jerseys. And they were made and designed by Tyler. What's his last name, Bush? Um, wait, wait, wait. Tabongadung Rush now. I had it. I had it. See, I know. There we go again. Our streak continues. Tabongadung. Rush now. Tabongadung. Rush now. Wasasking. Wasasking. Go ahead. Wasoxing, 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 First Nation, which is in Ontario. Hey, man, our streaks continue. I think, I think all 69 episodes we butchered either someone's name or got the community name wrong. Yeah, so we have a pretty good streak going, but yeah, uh, Tyler, I thought for sure that you would get uh, that you wouldn't mess up Taylor Tom, but yeah, I. Call her Taylor Hall. <laughs> but yeah, Tyler made really nice Maple Leafs uh, pregame jerseys. And I ordered a hoodie and a hat. You did, I knew you would. I'm still waiting for uh, others. To... It was pretty expensive, though. Oh, it's going to be. But I'll be wearing it proud. Um, I like the blue, the light blue. For the the Maple Leafs crest, so, um, they are going to auction, and I'm sure they're going to be thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, too rich for my liking, but maybe I'll get like a fourth line, like uh Wayne Simmons or someone. Awesome. <laughs> well, I'm sure it'll be still close to a grand, but yeah, yeah. It, it I love how each NHL team is. Um, celebrating the indigenous culture. Um, Vancouver did it. Edmonton, yeah, Winnipeg, Toronto. So, but uh, and it's good to have the teams do a land and acknowledgements like we discussed episodes before. But yeah, just uh, shout out to Tyler and good job on the design. It's it's awesome that. There's so many talented First Nation Indigenous artists out there, and they're getting recognized now. So, yeah. good job, Tyler. I want to see the, all the uh, different artists in different communities come forth like that. Like, yeah, as I said like the like the Vancouver, uh, all all their uh, the totem pole depictions. Like those are pretty neat. I want to see those on some jerseys. Well, that well they are you already kind of do it with that. With the orca killer whale like that's stylized from their from that uh artistry but i want to talk about stuff from down south like arizona all those can be all that 
all those communities. Yeah, Come they on, do dude. that. They do that with Arizona. Yep. Coyotes. They have a stop of the head. Florida, eh? Yeah, the Seminoles. The Seminoles. They'll be neat. Like put them on the NHL. That would be yeah. If Tampa Bay or Florida Panthers did something, I mean, you're on. Even with the teams in California, right? There's a lot of tribes out there in yeah. California, New York, Minnesota did one. Minnesota Wild did one uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I was at that game, so that was cool to experience. <laughs> Leafs won that game, FYI. But of course they did. <laughs> But yeah, a lot more teams should be having this indigenous celebration, right? They're on, yeah, you know. All right, let's uh, head over okay. to our interview with Mr. Mark Sinclair. Let's go. Go. Whereas hockey would like to introduce you. Our guests for episode 69, the big 6-9. He's originally from Dundas, Ontario, but he's currently living in Cincinnati, Ohio. Whereas Hockey would like to introduce our guest, Mr. Mark Sinclair. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Uh, oh, part of living in uh, good old Cincinnati. This, what? You couldn't resist that opening, eh? The big 6-9. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Wait till we do our, our uh, episode. It's going to be funny. Okay. I was just uh, recognizing your hat since you live in Cincinnati. Are you a fan of the Bengals? Uh, starting it, to be. Or is it just like, I live in Cincinnati, now I might as well support the boys? Yeah, I had to support the team. We had a few of them come into our locker room for our home opener, so I figured I'd get a hat and support the team. So um, I've never been a huge football guy, so... Maybe they'll turn into my team. I don't know. Have you uh, been to a game yet? I haven't, no. They've been uh, a little expensive uh, <laughs> lately. So um, they got a pretty good team this year. So everyone's trying to get out to the games. But um, How did you get started playing goal? For those that – the listeners that don't know uh, Mark's a, a goalie. So, uh, yeah, how did you get started playing goal? Um, I was – pretty young when I started actually um we played in a I think it was Timbits I was playing at the time and we just went and played in a tournament no one wanted to play goalie <laughs> so and I played the first game and I loved it so when I played the whole tournament and then the following season I was a goalie from then on so I was probably six maybe five or six when I actually was a full-time goalie so um yeah Long time. I've coached my kids growing up in hockey throughout their minor hockey career. And usually what happens is like when no one wants to volunteer, it's usually like the crappiest kid that, 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 that gets thrown in that. So, so did that uh, happen to you? Were you like, uh, uh, I was actually pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah. My dad was just the, uh, he ran the Timbits program in our hometown. So it was kind of uh, maybe he felt a little obligated to throw me in that <laughs> just because he was running the program, but um, I loved it. So right uh, haven't looked back since. But um, you attended the University of Alabama Huntsville for two seasons. How was it playing in Alabama? Uh, it was good. Um, really nice city. Um, I really enjoyed being there. The campus was really nice. Uh, we had a really good group of guys. Um, we had some, you know, our first season was pretty good, and then we kind of up and down here or there. But, um, no, I really enjoyed my time there. I got to uh, travel quite a bit, get used to playing college hockey. Um, you know, I, I was one of those kids that from Ontario always wanted to play in the OHL, and then, my parents were taking me to uh, Michigan or Michigan State games every year for my birthday. So then I started to fall in love with college hockey and stuff like that. And once I, uh, I think I was 17, 17 or 18, and then I really tried to pursue college. And it was nice to, Huntsville gave me that opportunity to make the jump to college hockey. So that was, that was really nice. Was it a culture shock, like being a Southern Ontario kid moving down to Alabama? 
Uh, a little bit. Um, it, it wasn't as crazy as you would think. Um, but I think that was because we we're in kind of like a big city. Like Huntsville, I think, is one of the biggest cities in Alabama. So um, it wasn't that crazy. And then we had over over 50% of our team was Canadian, too. A lot of Southern Ontario guys, Oakville guys, stuff like that. So um, it wasn't too tough, but uh, there were slight differences here or there for <laughs> sure. But, um, no, it was a lot of fun. Did you have any barbecue down there? I did. Yeah. Um, there was a spot, oh, I forget what it's called, but it was only maybe five minutes from campus. And, uh, every time my parents came down, that's where we went. My dad was a big barbecue guy. So, um, we were always hitting the same spot every time. It, it was really good though. Right on. Yeah. Uh, you transferred to Michigan tech and played two years. How was that experience? Uh, it was good. We, uh, we had a really good team both years. Um, my first year transferring in was just after, after like the COVID shutdown and everything like that. So, um, one of the big reasons that I was going there was the, the fans there, um, the student sections, unbelievable. So it was a little weird being in the, in the arena with no fans or anything like that, but <laughs> Um, cause I remember playing against them when I was in Huntsville. Mm -hmm. So then when I was on the opposite side, it was a little, little bit different when there's no crowd, but, um, no, I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Awesome little town. Um, the community really supported the hockey team and actually a lot of the sports teams. Um, you know, last year was great too. I mean, I was, I was hurt for half the first half of the season, which kind of sucked, but. Um, we ended up making a run to the tournament, and uh, that was a really cool experience for sure. Yeah, playing in northern Michigan, how was the travel considering, like, uh, a lot of the teams were pretty much you guys were all over the country. So, like, did you guys bus it or travel to the next biggest town and uh, take a flight? Um, we, we had a, quite a few teams, actually, that were – in northern Michigan, like we were at Lake State, was in our conference. So Lake State was maybe five hour bus ride. Um, northern Michigan was, I think, two hour bus ride. That was our big rivalry. Um, Minnesota was a lot closer. Um, so we had some Minnesota schools in our conference. So we would bus there as well. But anytime we flew, um, I think we, last year we flew maybe, t maybe twice. And, um, one of them was to the national tournament. So we, uh, we had a chartered flight for that. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. We got to fly right out of like our, uh, potent airport there. So 10 minutes from the arena, which was nice, but, um, yeah, for the most part it was buses and nice. travel wasn't as bad as you would think, but, um, Huntsville was actually a little bit worse because we bus. <laughs> Like we would bus from Huntsville to Michigan Tech, which is like a oh. twenty-hour bus ride or something like that. So, oh, yeah, that was a long one. Would you guys make it like a totally straight uh, trip, or did you guys stop at hot hotels and no. stay late? Oh, uh, so we would leave normally. Play Friday, Saturday. Um, we would leave Wednesday afternoon. Um, drive through the night, so our sleep that night would be on the bus we would wake up in the morning usually in wisconsin <laughs> and then uh we would get breakfast in wisconsin somewhere play or practice at the gamblers arena in green bay oh yeah and then have lunch and then finish the bus ride to michigan tech or northern michigan or wherever we were going so um yeah that was long yeah sure. that's a long bus ride for sure <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> makes it a little tough to play Friday Saturday games, but yeah, it was all right. It was fun, you know. Like yeah. you enjoy it. Uh, you enjoy your time on the bus with the guys and playing games, doing whatever. So, uh, what classes did you take? Did you study? Uh, I studied business management um, at both schools. So when I transferred, I was able to keep the same major. Um, it took a little bit longer when I transferred to tech just because, uh, tech's obviously a technology, technology school. 
So there's different requirements for the degree. So I added a few more classes to my degree. Um, but yeah, I was able to graduate um, last year with my business management degree, which was good. All right. Oh, that's awesome. Um, of all the arenas that you played in uh, with uh, college hockey, which one was your favorite rink? Um, I think I have to go with North Dakota. Oh, yeah. Um, that the was quite the, the experience. The good old Ralph, eh? Yeah, they were uh, They were loud. They had everything going. They had the laser shows. They had uh, all the smoke. And it was sold out both nights, which was pretty cool. So I don't know what they fit in there. It's got to be like <laughs> I at think, least 12, I'm thinking. Yeah, like I think 10, 12, 12 or 13, yeah. So, yeah, it was uh, – it was a pretty cool atmosphere. I went to a game a couple of years ago and they played Union College. And yeah, it's like an NHL atmosphere there. It was packed. That rink yeah. alone is NHL quality. And yeah, that's a real good oh, place yeah. to go watch a game. Every Everything about it was uh, pretty cool. I mean, when we pulled up, uh, we flew in, got on the bus. The bus drove us right underneath the arena. Wow. We got off. like, <laughs> um, And we hadn't driven into an arena yet i mean that was pretty cool and then you just get off the bus and your locker room's right there and yeah. then you got all the spectacles and everything going on so that was pretty cool and played against one of my buddies that was playing for north dakota at the time so um yeah that was pretty cool i have a really good question north dakota they're called the fighting hawks now but back then like before they changed their name they were called the fighting sioux do you think they should have kept their name the fighting sioux uh i don't know i mean that's a tough one eh? (laughs) yeah i don't don't really know um i mean a lot of their fans still yeah they still chant sioux after they score right yeah and you, yeah, everyone's still sure wearing suit jerseys. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. What do I you guys think, think? I think they should have kept the name. Think, the name I the think, name was nice. Yeah, and... they, they should have kept it. It wasn't derogatory in any sense at all, I think. Yeah. That's my opinion. Yeah. It was one of the nicer logos in college sports. Yeah. And it's just like Florida yeah. Seminoles, right? Florida State Seminoles, right? Yeah. Right. So they've yeah. had uh they've had a lot of pretty cool jerseys over the years, North yeah. Dakota. So um, yeah, I'm pretty sure when they scored on me, I still heard those, those chants, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's good. Okay. Uh, you're in your rookie season with the Cincinnati Cyclones of the ECHL. Um, how is the team season going right now? Um, we've been good. I think, uh, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure we're in second in our division right now. Um, we had quite the start to the year, um, looking, I think, uh, looking forward. I mean, we've had a really good start to the year and, um, we have a really solid team, you know, being a goalie, we have a really solid decor, which is really nice for us. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think we're looking to make a pretty good push for the rest of the year and. I think we're only a few points out of first, too. So, um, yeah, it's been a really good start to the year, and hopefully we can keep it going throughout and have a good playoff run. I remember your head coach, uh, Jason Payne, when he played for Thunder Bay. I'm from – I grew up in Thunder Bay, so I remember him want, uh, playing for the, the the Senators. I think they were called or Thundercats. He was a really tough guy back in his day. He was – he sure yeah. uh, knew how to throw those – those knuckles yeah that's what i hear i haven't uh i haven't seen any of his fights or anything but uh no he's he's a big guy and he talks about it quite a bit so i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure he was a good fighter back in the day but um yeah he's an awesome guy uh what's your favorite part so far of playing pro hockey um i don't know it's uh maybe that you get to play so many games um, college, I mean, there's a lot of practices and you play two games here or there, you might have an off week. And then, um, here, I mean, there's a lot of freedom. You're, you're treated like professionals and 
it's up to you to make sure you're ready to go at all times. Um, which is, which is nice. Um, no, after school for five years, it's nice to have a little break from school, (laughs) but, um, no, it's, it's been a lot of fun overall. Um, it was nice to come into such a good group and, um, I was able to kind of get my feet wet last year and then, uh, to be able to come back with some familiar faces. It was, uh, it's really nice. And it was, uh, made me obviously very comfortable and I was able to have a pretty decent start to the year. How were the road trips? Uh, some can be long. Do you spare some details? (laughs) Some some can be long. There, uh, we've had a few, few long ones. Um, our division's fairly close, which is nice. Um, I think within our division, the only far one I would say would be Iowa. And that one's usually like a a weekend trip kind of thing. We did it. Uh, I want to say just before Christmas, maybe a week or two before Christmas. And, uh, that was, that was pretty fun. Actually. Um, we got, I think we played a game somewhere on Wednesday and then drove overnight to Iowa, spent the day in Iowa and then uh, played two games there and then bus back. I think the bus ride back was seven, seven hours maybe. And then uh, we ran into some bus trouble um, <laughs> on the way back. I think we were stopped for about an hour and a half, maybe two hours, and then they got it fixed. So we continued our trip. But um, bus rides aren't bad. There's a few of us that play cards and um, watch some TV here or there. But, you know, being one of the younger guys, it's sometimes a little tougher to get a bed or something. So <laughs> you're just sitting, sitting on the couch watching TV for seven hours. So, but we find ways to pass the time. It's all good. What's a day, a day off of a pro hockey player? Um, I mean, you're getting maybe one day off a week or so. Cause most of our games here are, I think Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, anywhere, any one of those days, maybe all of the days. Um, but you'll get a day off. Usually try to get to the gym, um, depending on what time. If you're on the road and you get back late, might might have a little sleep in or something, but try to be active somehow. Um, I'm a goalie, so I just try to get, make sure I get some stretching in. Um if we get back fairly early or it's a home game, try to get to the gym or do something. But uh, some guys spend it differently. Usually go out for dinner with the guys. Maybe um, maybe if you're at home, you have some fun the night before or something like that. But, um, yeah, it's fairly simple, I guess. Are you a gamer? Uh, I, I don't think I could call myself a gamer. I try. But, uh <laughs> The only game I play is pretty much NHL. And uh, even that, like, I don't even have my Xbox plugged in right now. So um, it's been a while since I've played. I used to be all right at at, uh, at NHL, but I'm sure I've fallen off a little bit. <laughs> you got a particular goalie brand you go with? Um, I was always a CCM guy my whole life. Um but CCM was uh, partnered with Lefebvre, who now does the True Gear. Um, so I went to Lefebvre for one year, which pretty much would have been sticking with what I've been wearing. And then I went back to CCM last year, and then this year I'm back with True. So um, probably most of my stuff other than pads and gloves would be CCM. But um, just this year I made the switch to True, so... Uh, music, what's on your playlist? What's your, uh, music that pump you up before a game? Oh, pump me up. Um, I don't know. Pretty much like I'll go anything from, you know, rap here or there to, uh, like dance house music, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's about it. I pretty much only have my headphones in for maybe, 
half an hour or so, or so before the game. So I got a playlist that I just shuffle and let it go. And I don't even – sometimes I don't even know if I hear the music. But, <laughs> um, yeah, that's about it. Probably, probably a lot of rap, to be honest with you, before a game. Are you a country fan? Country music? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? Time. Yeah. I'd say any other time of the day, it'd be country. Right on. I'm a con- I love country music, but not so much Bush. <laughs> so, <laughs> twang. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm a big fan. Uh, what's your? Uh, do you got a pregame meal? Or do you already got something you go to? Like your. Yeah. Well, I'm a. I'm a pregame meal guy. I usually. Uh, it's uh, Alfredo. Chicken Alfredo before most games. I know a lot of guys don't like it. It's uh, a little bit heavier, but um, I'm going with it every time. So, is it because um, you're a goalie and you you're moving around like so much throughout the game? Um, I'm not too sure what it is. I just kind of. Uh, I think probably somewhere down the line. I know in junior, I was uh, like chicken, rice, vegetables was my pregame meal. Um, and then we got to college and all your meals are pretty much um, like provided for you. You have team pregame before every game, stuff like that. So and they always had pasta. So then I was just got into the Alfredo and um maybe had a good game here or there so then i just stuck with it so <laughs> um now i just like if we go on a road trip i gotta make it and bring it with me <laughs> that way i know i'm i'm having the same thing every time but um yeah um you played in the 2022 freddy uh for eagle lake where which how we met uh how was it playing in a big tourney uh like the freddy um that was a lot of fun um you know they or we had a lot of support um you know from from the community and stuff and it was pretty cool seeing a lot of people in the crowd wearing the jerseys and everything like that um i i had heard it was a big tournament and stuff but um when i got there it was it was pretty cool to see everyone out there to watch and um it was a serious tournament so um you know as most hockey players, it's fun to be in that competitive environment and stuff. So, um, no, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Are you, are you going to answer the call this year? She'll have me. Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, I, it was a blast and um, really good group of people, really good group of guys to play with. Um, if they want me to come back, I would love to. That was a lot of fun. Advice, what would, uh, what advice would you give, uh, especially young goaltenders? Um, I don't know. A, a lot of goalies, like young kids that I've seen, um, I used to do a lot of goalie coaching in the summers and stuff like that. And, um, a lot of kids seem to, uh, try it and then leave it. Um, they don't really think it's fun, but, um, I think you got, you just got to enjoy it. If you're enjoying it, then, you know, give it your best shot. Um, try to, like I was, when I was younger, I tried to play every sport I could. Um, I think that helps a lot. Um, especially nowadays you're seeing a lot of like athletic goaltenders that have great hands, stuff like that. I think playing other sports would be uh, a big help for that kind of thing. And you see a lot of goalies now that strictly hockey in the summers, they're just going to their goalie coach, stuff like that. And you know what? Like I think goalie coaches help. I have my own at home that I go see every year. Um, now that I'm older, obviously I'm just playing hockey, but I think playing those other sports when I was younger really helped me um, just to be an athlete in general. And then uh, really helps with pretty much any position, I guess. But um, I think that would be some big advice. Just keep working at it and uh, try to play other sports. Have fun with it. I mean, don't, uh, especially when you're young, don't take it 
too serious because you're not going to like it. It's not going to be very enjoyable. And playing other sports also allows you to have a little break, you know, you know mentally or whatever it may be. And when you come back to it, um, you know, you're ready to go. You're enjoying it. It's new. It's kind of exciting to get back. And um, I think that would help with a lot of, a lot of young goaltenders. Do you think more Indigenous players should take advantage of playing uh, college hockey in, in the U.S.? Um, yeah, I mean, if that's what they want to do, I mean, for sure. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure if I honestly would have gone to college if it weren't for hockey. Um, now I'm, I have a degree, which is big. I know my mom really wanted me to get a degree um so she played a big part in me wanting to make that decision to go for a scholarship and see what I can do um but yeah I think so I mean getting a scholarship I mean you get a free education um I think that's good for for anyone indigenous people would be uh that would benefit anyone so um yeah I don't see why not and there's some uh, some great athletes out there that would have no problem getting scholarships. So, um, yeah, I think that would be great. Before we let you go, uh, we always finish the interview with uh, a little bit lighter, comical side of the interview <laughs> called Five Rapid Niche Questions. Are you ready? Sure. Question number one, baked or fried bannock? Fried bannock? Yeah. Uh... Let's go bait. Question number two. <laughs> ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? No. <laughs> <laughs> number three. Ever see Ernest Munias live in concert? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Question number four. Indian taco or bannock burger? Ah, uh, Bannock Burger. Fifth and last question. Can you jig? Probably not, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. All right, Mark. Thanks for uh, taking the time out of uh, your schedule to come on the show. We really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck for the rest of the year with the Cyclones. No problem. Thank you for having me. Really All right. appreciate it. Yeah, right thanks. thanks. Take care. Take care, guys. One. Hi. Hey, guys. Welcome back from our interview with Mark. That uh, was a good interview. Um, we wish Mark all the best as the Cyclones push for a playoff spot. Um, yeah, wish him all the best and hope to see him at the Freddy. In a way, we don't want to see him at the Freddy because we want to see this, him and the Cyclones do yeah. good in the playoffs, but we do want to see him at the Freddy because he's such a good goaltender and he's a good guy. Right? So, yes. Uh, Agreed. Thank you. <laughs> Before uh, we get to our Reds Hockey Top 5, we just want to say a big congratulations to Stefan Friday as he was the recipient of the Herbert Herbert Carnegie Trailblazer Award from the Carnegie Initiative Initiative Initiative, Initiative. in yeah. partnership with the Canadian Tire Corporation. It's good to see uh, all his hard work with Hockey Indigenous is uh, getting recognition. So a good job, and uh, we wish you all the best. And we have a partnership with them, Hockey Indigenous, so we share a lot of their content and. They share our content as well, so it's a good working relationship we have with Hockey Indigenous. So, uh, congrats again, and uh, that's awesome! It's a big uh, accomplishment, and uh, we just want to say good job and congratulations. Um, this week's Res Hockey Top Five Top Five Nicest Rings. Um, there's a lot of nice rinks out there in uh, Canada on some reses. Some reses, I'm not talking bad 
I'm not going to mention names, but there's some rinks that are not really the nicest, but they're rinks, right? So yeah. they're lucky and fortunate, fortunate to have rinks. So, but here are, what's just top five? Just kidding. <laughs> um, that being said, if if you're if you have a reserve, if you're on a reserve outside of Calgary, outside of New Brunswick, outside of Toronto, and you think yours is the best uh, rink ever, please don't get offended because we have them senior rinks. Yeah, and don't, let us know. Don't get offended. Don't don't send us messages. Don't. Like get angry. Don't get angry at us. Like let us like, know. It's <laughs> like saying remember on the back class top five teams with Freddie? Oh yeah, we got back. <laughs> People were talking. Like, yeah. They're getting like, mad at us. But so far no one's no one's gotten mad at my uh number two uh the Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, top <laughs> five res hockey top five nicest res rinks. Uh for number five, it's two communities because these rinks are pr- pretty much the same and they're really similar. And I think they probably got the same company to build the rinks. It's the rink in Kuchiching First Nation and Ooh. Treaty Three and Lac Sewell First Nation, which is in Lac Sewell's like right on Treaty Three, Treaty Nine territory. I think yeah. it the the treaty line goes right through the community. So um both rinks are less than 10 years old and they're still really nice. Um, I played in both and they're pretty much, they're pretty much the same. Um, so I give Kujiching and Lak Sewell number five. Uh, go ahead with number four, Bush. Who's <laughs> uh, the uh, Chapoist First Nation in Saskatchewan. Uh, they have a nice rink too, uh, home of Ethan Bear. Um, yeah, they have a nice rink too. Uh, I've seen. I've never been to it, but I've seen pictures, and the pictures that I've seen, it's uh, it's a nice res rink. So, uh, number three for res hockey top five nicest res rinks is the rink in Wiskaganish, Quebec. Uh, they have. Nice. It's a nice rink. Uh, they have seating around the one side and behind the net. Um, it's they could have like a. It's so nice that a junior team can play out of that rink mm-hmm. and just. Um, it's probably like a thousand seat arena. So it's they did a very well, nice job. Uh, number two on our top five list is the. Rink and Pegwis First Nation in Pegwis. Manitoba, they have a nice rink. It's uh, it's only a couple years old, eh? Yeah, yeah. That's a uh, the Pegwis Juniors, uh, Junior B team play out of this rink in Pegwis. It's it's brand new, so it's still really nice. And the number one res rink for our res hockey top five is the Sutna. Seven Chiefs Sportsplex in Alberta. Wow. Um, th- it was so nice that the Calgary Hitmen played out of that rink uh, a couple games last year in the WHL. So it's good to see a lot of these communities are making making a lot of nice rinks and that it's giving the kids something to do other than playing their video games. Yeah. Right? So – um, it's a good investment that these kids are learning to learn how to play hockey, play lacrosse in it in, in the summertime and other sporting events in their rink. So, yeah, like Bush mentioned, we're not really – if you have a nice res rink, send us a picture and let us know if we missed you or if we did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is Bush's list, so uh, message him and not me. <laughs> Jesus. Ugh. Um, okay, I got a question. I have an answer. I have been doing my laundry for the last couple weeks. Okay, really? Yeah, uh, I'm not really a laundry guy. Um, do you wash your hockey stuff with your regular clothes? Yeah, I do. 
Do you? I do. I do. Yes, I do. So you like your hockey socks, your your yeah. stinky sweaty shirt, and absolutely, I do. I I did that too. I just, just like just... I threw in my dirty towel, like my towels with my clothes too. Yeah. Yeah. You just throw everything I into throw everything in. Yep. Okay, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> so, do you put fabric softener in your in your stuff? Uh, yes, I do. So, when you use fabric softener, you don't have to use a like a sheet, like a bone nope. sheet, right? No, no, you okay. don't. I did not know that. I wasn't hundred <laughs> percent sure. What kind of uh, detergent do you use? Uh, right do now, you it's, use it's like one of those. Oh, you use the Costco brand? Yeah. You don't use those little tablets people were eating? Those, uh... No, because I ate them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I use uh, just the Kirkland stuff, just the liquid fabric, fabric softener. That's all. Do you put it over your clothes or do you put it in a specific like uh, area in your washing machine? Oh, I got one of those fancy ones that's got a little like uh oh that little unit. Yeah. Damn. So that, so you rich, man. Out. You rich. <laughs> it's all that come nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, I just I was I didn't know what to do. Is like, should I put all my hockey stuff with my regular clothes and just do it all in one load just to save time, I guess? So that's what I did. I wasn't 100% sure. I thought you would be the kind that did your colors, your whites, your hockey stuff all separate. Uh, I used to be one of those guys, but now I don't. No, you don't? No. You just do it. Now I just throw it. That's all goes to one load, and that's it. Even your white socks? like do you Well, put... I, I, shouldn't, uh, could, I shouldn't lie at first. Okay. When I do my laundry, yeah, it's uh, just do everything all at once. But you know, <laughs> but I okay, all right, I I got that. But Sue does Sue does. I'd say ninety five percent of my laundry. Yeah, same. Well, Paula does all like my laundry, yeah. but she's been she's like she works out of town, so her hmm. her work so gives her an apartment, so she lives. Yes. she lives there during the week, so. During the week, I'm like, I'm all so, by myself, yeah. and I gotta, I gotta do all that stuff. And even though I'm old, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, but I, I wash my, I, I'd like to wash my hockey stuff uh, probably once a week. Really? So I, I just do it random, randomly. Well, because you have sweat and you just sweat and this that plus i have uh i have older hockey equipment so all, all that older mold is getting into it so it's just you gotta try you gotta try and keep up with it so i do it randomly i'll just do it like say on a monday i'll i'll, I'll stuff everything that because nowadays with the shin pads and stuff you the, you get those in, inner liners that come out yeah. so i'll just put those in with my hockey socks my towels for my hockey bag and whatever uh i have going on i i have a uh, if I have sweatpants, white socks, everything, I'll just grab them in. You wear you wear sweatpants? Um, not underneath the hockey equipment. <laughs> uh, what about you? Do you ever wash your hockey equipment? Like I see people post on Facebook, they put like dish soap in their bathtub and they put their hockey equipment. And they they wash them. Oh. Have you ever tried that? No. I haven't tried that either. That's weird. You know what I do though? <laughs> I take it to the car wash and I just <laughs> and I just I just I pin them up. I pin up my hockey equipment on those uh those little pins that they have. Those for mat clips? Mats? Yeah. <laughs> yes. The hockey pads, gloves, everything. I'll just hose them off for um, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds a piece. It does the job and then I and then I air dry them on a really hot sunny day. That's a job. Well, what do you do during the winter then? Do you still do that? No. Well, in the winter, I I, I freeze dry them right away, as as we all do, or, it, or otherwise known as leave them in a the truck for or until you're until the game before. And then I, I gotta stop them. doing that because I bought some sh uh, fancy shampoo and body wash, and oh, I yeah, left it in your hockey bag. Yeah, and I left it in the car, oh. and it froze, and now it's not as good as it used to be my body wash so oh yeah yeah huh. 
Um, and then uh, what I used to do, and uh, kids listen up, is I used to buy, I used to get my mom, and then at the time when you live by yourself, you used to get uh, baby powder. And before uh, before you put them away after every game, sprinkle some baby powder right inside your gloves, right inside your skates, and a little bit inside your hockey pads. It'll it'll it doesn't kill the smell, but what it'll do is it'll hold it off, and it won't smell as bad. Like it doesn't it won't kill the smell at all. Nothing kills the smell. Or put a bounce sheet in your or hockey bag, bounce, one or two, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But you got. But nowadays they have so much like. All this stuff that you can yeah. put in your hockey bag to not make it smell, but mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, I didn't know you washed your. I barely wash my hockey stuff. Yeah, maybe once or twice a year, but I I did it the other day because I left my hockey. I didn't air out my stuff right away. I just it sat in my hockey bag for a week before I aired out my bag and it stunk. <laughs> so I, I had to wash my stuff, and I had dirty laundry. It's like ah, oh, might as well throw everything in the wash so but yeah uh good to know good to know we're on the same page for that one yeah um when you play beer league or when when you go to scrimmage what time do you get to the rink well i still do my my little pregame ritual i like to get there 30 minutes before game and why is that for Wolf, for one, you not too many people are there inside the dressing room, and you get to pick and choose where you're gonna sit. That that too, yeah, yeah, because you don't want to sit. I don't know how it is in different, uh, um, what do you call it, different uh, arenas, but in Kenora, if you're unlucky, you, you you sit right beside the shower, you get all that shower traffic, or you or you sit right beside the the toilet where. Uh, or some individuals do their pregame right inside uh, your dressing room. And it's just not good. It's just not cool. And why is it so hard for guys to flush a toilet in a dressing room? Yes. I mean, oh. you don't have to touch the what's the, the flushing the handle. handle. Just kick like uh, every time I just, go to the bathroom, I use my feet and I just yeah. press it down. Like you don't have to touch <laughs> it, but Every time I go to a bathroom in a dress room, there's always it was used before and the guy never flushed. Yeah. Like it takes two seconds to flush a toilet. So <laughs> I know it does flush and go, yeah. Yeah, flush and go. Jeez. Uh I like go when I I usually leave the house well when I don't get a ride from you, I usually leave maybe an hour just so I sit there with the guys. BS with the yeah. guys, listen to the guys gossip and talk about anything and everything mm-hmm. and just take my time dressing up. Um, and a, FYI, people, every time Bush gives me a ride, he's always late. He'll say, I'll, I'll be there at quarter after. <laughs> he's never here at quarter after. No. He, lives, he lives like six others down and he's yeah. always late. <laughs> a couple of times I'll have to text him like, are you coming? No, he did, yeah. Because my bag's ready. I'm ready. I have my shoes on. got my jacket on. So I'm waiting, and this guy just never shows up. <laughs> One of these times, I'll make you wait. Oh, actually, I did make you wait. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's payback because we went to a hockey tournament in March, and I made him wait. Yes. I was like an hour late because I kind of slept in. <laughs> We yeah. were supposed to leave at what seven in the morning? Seven in the morning, right? We didn't leave till like eight thirty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Payback. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's one of the things on why I like going playing scrimmage in our old timers league is just I go early just to talk with the guys. Just it's always it's always good to hang out with and associate and talk with the boys, right? Just to, yep. it helps your mental health. It helps you associate and mingle with uh with with your guys on the on the team so that's i think that's one of the main reasons for me so uh merchandise we have merchandise for sales we have long sleeve shirts we have hoodies uh let us know if you want to buy some um hoodies are 60 long sleeves are 40 and depends where you live yeah, shipping. Yeah, so 
Because Canada Post ain't cheap. No, it's uh, it's pretty bad. It is bad. Like, uh, I think it's it'll po- probably be around twenty two dollars if you want us to ship something in one of those prepaid boxes. I think I got some of those here, but yeah, it's expensive to ship. So, Canada. for those who buy us, who buy buys a, a hoodie or a t shirt, we're not trying to rip you off. We're not trying trying to make a big profit. We're just. It's kind of the post is expensive and they uh they charge a lot so yeah so if you're interested just let us know and we'll uh ship to wherever you live so yes uh anything else before we uh skedaddle for the week I think that's it that's it yep that's it that's all so are you skating this week or are you still no, I'm on I, I can't this is week number four yeah. It's, I'm gonna be a hurting man next week when I when I try to go. Yeah. If we play you, I'm gonna to try to hit you. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not that mean. Yeah. So. Uh, boy. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. You guys have a good week. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will see you next week. Yes, we will. Peace. Peace out. <laughs>